What is up, dick swingers and those without wieners? I am your host, Nick fucking Genter, and you are listening to yet another episode of Degenerates Drinking Coffee. We have another episode packed chock full of content, sure to make you question the intelligence of the human race, but first, I have a few updates for you guys, all right? So you may have noticed I changed the logo. And, and why did I do that? Well, you know, the answer is slightly complex, so here we go. I changed it because I, I fucking wanted to. Uh, so moving on, Washington, D.C., appeared in the listener demographic after the last episode, so I either pissed someone off or caught someone's attention. If you recall, I did accuse the government of spying on our browser history and, uh, and enjoying quadruple amputee midget porn. So if you, <laughs> if we have any three-letter agency listeners uh, there that are new, uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Original listeners, I do not have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton, and I have no plans to off myself. So if I get schwacked in my sleep, you guys know who did it. All right, don't let degenerates drinking coffee become the next Jeffrey Epstein because we all know he didn't kill himself. All right, so next, I auditioned uh, the podcast for Barstool Sports. So what, what does that mean? Well, uh, David Portnoy, also known as the Stool Presidente, posted a video on the Caller Daddy page indicating that, you know, they, they weren't looking for Caller Daddy replacements, but they were looking for talent. Uh, he emphasized that they were in need of female auditions, but said to send in podcasts or videos to the, their auditions team if, if, you know, you think you have something unique. So, you know, I, I went ahead and did that. Will I get picked up or sponsored by the company? Probably not. But, but, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job here if I wasn't trying to make this podcast better every chance I got. You know, at the end of the day, I do this for me, but, but you guys are really the driving force of this show. As, uh, as fucking lame as it sounds, if I can improve just one of your lives with my content, then this whole fucking thing was worth it, right? So, moving on, let's dive right into the new drinks for review this week. As is tradition, we'll be reviewing the coffee first, and let me tell you, I'm pretty excited about this one, all right? So what we have today is a cup of Intelligentsia House Blend, which I've simply brewed using the rich setting on my Ninja Coffee Bar CF091, all right? Uh, a little bit about the company. Intelligentsia Coffee is an American coffee roasting company and re retailer based in Chicago, Illinois. Founded in 1995 by Doug Zell and Emily Mange, Intelligentsia is considered a major representative of third wave coffee. In 2015, Pete's Coffee and Tea acquired a major stake in the uh, the company. The company states that we believe coffee in all its forms, whole bean, brewed, and espresso, should be approachable, accessible luxury. Our goal is to make coffee a memorable addition to any experience and make the act of preparing and enjoying a cup of our coffee an experience in of itself. Now, uh, the house blend is not a single origin, which, as if you've listened to the show before, you know I'm pretty big on single origins. Uh, but this one has its beans coming from Colombia, Rwanda, and Honduras. Uh, it is a direct trade, though, so if you're like me and give a fuck about how growers get uh, their money from the roasters, you know, th th this is uh, pretty important. Uh, the description states that our house blend is designed to showcase the intrinsic sweetness and lively fruit flavors that characterize our favorite coffees. Milk chocolate, mandarin, and apple are tastes we love and are presented here with high-definition clarity. So, without further ado, let's try this shit. Wow. Yeah, that's great, man. Good. So, the, the mandarin and apple are by far my favorite aspect of this. Uh, let me get another. Yeah, with the chocolate just subtly riding the back of your tongue the whole way down so you know i hate 
I hate handing out these things so regular, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give Intelligentsia House Blend the uh, the DDC seal of approval. Uh, I've also had three messages this week asking me to start uh, ASMR videos of me tasting coffee, which I won't do. But I'm glad you guys like the slurping noises, <laughs> you fucking weirdos. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to the liquor. Now, to be completely honest with you guys, I'm really not looking forward to this part today. All right, I'm really fucking hungover. But uh, this is the first time I've introduced tequila to the show. And to be honest, avoid it. Because like vodka, I drink it too fast. Get on Tinder and wake up next to a fucking hippo the next day. So regardless, let's fucking do the damn thing, all right? Today I've got a bottle of Campo Bravo Tequila Plate 100% de Agave Azul. The company states that 100% of our Blue Weber Agave is a state grown by us. We pick the best agaves from the farms to control the quality that goes into each bottle. Meaning Brayfield Campo Bravo is created by agave farmers with a mission to create a tequila that delivers character quality and tradition. All right, so the, now the liquor itself has the following, right? It's it's 40%. Uh, eyes are luminous and crystalline appearance with an exceptional full body. Aroma, vanilla, white chocolate, and citrus. Taste, black pepper, lemon, and grapefruit. So let's go ahead and do this. Oh, fuck me, man. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, fuck. All right, that is tequila. All right, so I actually moved recently and brought a bottle of this stuff out to the pool, met the neighbors, did some shots of this stuff with them, and we all ended up blacking the fuck out, all right? So if you follow the Instagram, you would have seen that we ended up at an axe-throwing place, getting kicked out of there, moving on to a pizza place, having a verbal confrontation with a group of, like, deep south rednecks, getting kicked out of there, running around with gas masks on, and swimming in the neighborhood pool during a thunderstorm. So it's safe to say that this shit is dangerous and will fuck you up. So, well, now that we've had some, uh, you know, refreshments, let's move on to the meat of this episode. First up, choir boys, don't wear your white t-shirts to Jesus practice this Sunday. Some priest in Detroit is going viral for shooting loads on his congregation's faces, all right? So according to today.com, viral photos of a priest using a squirt gun filled with holy water to bless churchgoers during a socially distant service are taking on a life of their own on the internet. Five weeks ago during Holy Week, Father Tim Pelk said he wanted to find a safe way during the coronavirus pandemic to continue the tradition of blessing Easter baskets. You can't double dip in the holy water container, Pelk told today. I thought, what could I do that could keep quarantine restrictions going and give kids the experience of Easter? So there's a few pictures of this, of this guy committing the act, right? And he's he's decked out in, in his holy Skyman attire uh, with you know a face mask on, rubber gloves, and a bright green squirt gun in hand. Uh, of course, it didn't take long for the homie to become a meme, and pictures of him, you know, blasting away at the lines of cars in front of the church are actually funny as fuck, right? People were, were actually pulling up, rolling the window down, getting a, a refreshing load on the face, and then driving off into the sunset. So Father Tim said uh, he, he's surprised his photos are gaining a second wave of notoriety, but, but he's happy they're making people smile and help the kids in his community have a memorable Easter during the global pandemic. <laughs> Quote, they all squealed in delight, he said. Part of what I do is help make memories for the future. Oh, I bet they squealed with the delight, Father Tim, you spicy little rascal, you. All right, so moving on, right? The Pentagon is starting to deploy combat units again with the condition that they socially distance. USA Today reports that the Pentagon could soon begin emerging from its COVID-19 lockdown as senior officials explore how to train and deploy units for combat while the virus continues to infect and kill. 
We were in tremendous posture right as COVID hit with our readiness. Over half our brigade combat teams in the highest level of readiness, Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy told USA Today. If we don't turn it back on by this summer, we're going to start to see atrophy with our readiness posture. So we think we've got the right capacity to test. We think we have the social distancing protocols in place where we can do this. On Thursday, Pentagon reported 5,472 cases of coronavirus among troops, 100 of, 120 of them hospitalized. More than 2,400 troops have recovered. Pentagon officials have not released projections for how many troops they anticipate will contract the disease. A uh, few in the military have been exempt from the ban on travel for troops and civilians aimed at limiting the spread of the disease. That's resulted in training exercises being canceled or curtailed. So, first of all, you know, I, I find it interesting that the military was significantly later than anyone else to start isolating as, you know, a preventative measure against coronavirus. But now, now they're overextending the shelter-in-place orders and denying leave and enforcing a travel ban, but, but still deploying people. Like, somehow a deployment is fucking safer than, you know, contracting this modern-day plague everyone's so fucking ter terrified of, you know? And, you know, they're saying, for, for the love of God, don't travel outside of a 30-mile radius of your base, but, but absolutely sit in a packed bird for, for 12 hours and live in the 80-person tent cities in Kuwait before moving on to a fucking combat zone. You know, coronavirus, you know, might kill you, but you know what will fucking kill you? Small arms fire, or a rocket, or, or fucking IED. You know, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, you know, we're sending door kickers back into combat zones. Let's take the leash off completely. Don't tell your units, oh, we want you to stay on base, so don't go home and see your families on planes that are heavily sanitized every flight before you deploy to an area where there is a legitimate risk that you will be shot or blown up. So it's it's stressful news, man. And, and you know, maybe it's peaked your anxiety, but, you know, if it has, I'm going to do some guided meditation with you guys. All right, so trust me, I'm a psych major. All right, so let's start by taking a deep breath in, all right? So, all right, now just throw your hands in the air and just, just wave them like you just don't care. And if, if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everyone, let me just hear you say, oh, yeah. -er. All right, feeling good? Feeling better? Me too. All right, so moving on. Keanu Reeves is published in a history textbook by a mistake. Or was it a mistake? You know, I'm convinced my man's immortal, to be completely honest, but... BBC reports that a photo of Keanu Reeves has appeared in a Ukrainian history textbook showing the Canadian actor sitting with construction workers in 1930s New York City. Uh, although it may look like the Hollywood star has been on an excellent adventure through time travel, his image has actually been photoshopped into the iconic picture, published in 2018 in a government-recommended world history textbook for Ukrainian students. Uh, but it was... Only when one eagle-eyed Twitter user posted it on Monday that the mistake was shared thousands of times. So I'm going to try to pronounce this dude's name. Ihor Shapak, the author of the textbook and director of the Ukrainian Institute for Holocaust Studies, posted a lengthy explanation about mistake on Facebook. All right, so he said that the Photoshop picture from a Keanu Reeves meme <laughs> had been accidentally selected by a designer. But after it had been brought to his attention, he decided to leave it in. The author said it was the first time the actor had been spotted in the picture in two years and thanked Reeves for drawing attention to studying in history. So basically, homie said, yeah, I knew about the mistake, and guess what? I didn't give a fuck. So <laughs> way to stick it to the man, Ehor. All right. Finally, I have information about what's next on Apocalypse Bingo. So we've had, you know, the potential for World War Three. Kobe Bryant dying, the plague, killer bees, and now perhaps the most terrifying of them all, 
snails. All right, so according to KSAT 12, giant apple snails are an invasive species of Texas, and officials with the Texas Parks and Wildlife are now asking anyone who sees one of these snails or their pink egg clusters to report it. All right, the snails have been found in numerous bodies of water, especially in the Houston area, and have been found previously in the San Antonio River as recently as January. So apple snails are native to South America, can grow up to six inches and outcompete the snails that are native to Texas. Now, this is what makes them so uh, terrifying. The snails, which wreak havoc on aquatic vegetation, also carry a rat lungworm parasite that can infect humans, causing a type of meningitis. Uh, so there you have it. It's time to start hoarding toilet paper, bread, and milk all over again. The snails will show no mercy, have no souls, and will not stop until we as a species are outnumbered by their deadly hordes. So that's all I've got for this episode, guys. Believe it or not, it's pretty hard to find current events worth reporting these days. So don't don't worry, though. Uh, I'm going to continue to scour the internet and uh, dating apps to find you guys the content not that, that you not only need, but that you know you deserve. All right. So uh, this week, I would like to give the shout out to Anders the Cat. So Anders you know, is a an obese tabby cat with style, grace, and the inability to control her tongue. Uh, like literally she just fucking flicks the shit out of it nonstop. So she recently got back on Instagram and I'm telling you, you got to see this good girl. All right. Uh, Eric Andre, uh, actually shared one of her tongue flicking videos on his Instagram page and is quoting with saying, this is quote, I want this cat to eat me out. So take that how you will. And if you want to see more of her, go, go over to her Instagram page at Anders the cat, uh, the, 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 and that is spelled T H A instead of T H E. So Anders the cat. All right, so that's all I've got, you guys. So take it easy, keep it sleazy, and don't be afraid to be a little cheesy. Unless you're lactose intolerant, avoid that shit at all costs, all right? So stay safe out there, guys. You know, we're all in this together, all right? I'll, uh, I'll catch you next time on Degenerate Drinking Coffee.